Welcome to Frank Warren's Heavyweight Podcast. I'm Adam Catterall, and as ever, it's a pleasure to be in your company. If it's the first time you've ever come to this particular podcast, uh, then you can subscribe via iTunes, and you can also get us on Aircast. If you'd be so kind to write us a five-star review on iTunes, it just helps us with our visibility in the iTunes charts. We have had guests galore on this pod so far, and today is no different. We are taking it up a gear. And that is no disrespect to anybody that's come before, but this guy is one of my personal favourites, one of the best actors to come from Britain over the last 50 years, starring in films like Sexy Beast, Departed, Indiana Jones, Love, Honour and Obey, Scum, Quadrophenia, That Summer. And he's currently working on a big Marvel classic called The Black Widow. It is, of course, the one and only daddy himself, Ray Winston. Let's start the conversation, gentlemen, with boxing, I think, because you've got the uh, three times London School boxing champion on this week's podcast, my friend. So I think that's where we'll uh, that's where we'll start, shall we? Um, I wasn't schoolboy champion. All right, I, I never won the school, but I won I won the Fed three times. Yeah, ah. the London Fed, which, which was kind of impossible to do because you have to you can win it once as a junior and once as a senior. But um, my birthday fell on a funny time, so I was allowed to go in the class X, I think it was called as well, and I won it then. But um, yeah, I was an amateur boxer. That's, that's about it, you know. Was there ever an inkling that that might be the career path, Ray, when you were a kid? No. No, not for me. I, I wasn't good enough. Um, I think it's, you know, an East End thing, you know, probably the same there can be said about Manchester and Liverpool and places like that. But when he was a kid, we, you know, we, we boxed and we talked about women. And uh, in certain other parts of the country, people play football and talk about women. But it was it was boxing. My dad boxed. Uh, my grandfather boxed. Yeah, brothers boxed. And so that's what we kind of done, you know. Um, and and I loved every moment of it. It kind of set me up for the rest of my life, you know, the way you present yourself and the way you you are with other people. You know, the respect you have for um, your opponent, and that's the kind of respect you should have for. You know, other people in your life. Winning the Fed three times is no mean feat. The Federation of Boys Clubs. I mean, they're all they're all top class kids who used to enter into those tournaments. So don't underestimate what that was. That's that's quite an achievement. There's no and doing it three times is a tremendous achievement. Thank you, Frank. And that, no, I, w- I would never underestimate it. They were great times for me. You know, um, I've got great friends from boxing. Uh, you know, I was at the Repton Club. I was lucky enough to finish off boxing at Repton and. Uh, you know, and I still I still meet up with those boys. We still have a, a, a meeting uh, at least once a year. You know, and they probably meet up a little bit more than I, I'm necessarily around. You know, because you know I'm I'm, I'm travelling quite a bit. But but I, I've still got great mates. My 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 best pal is is the kid I used to box with at the Reps until the age. You know, and uh, and so I, I find I've got more friends really from boxing than I have from. The, the world of film, you know, or theatre, you know. That's funny, it's the same with me. I've still got, you know, got my mates who we beat up probably every six weeks or so from Islington. I remember with going back a long time, sort of knowing Ray and met him, I remember going back to those days. Uh, remember up Alex's office? Alex Steen, yeah. 
I met you when I was about 18, Frank. I think I'm 63 now, so that's quite a few years. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, but I, I remember well, the I days was, up in Alex's office here with Greg, his son. But you was acting at the same time, though, um, Ray, was he? Would you, you'd done Scum by then, hadn't you? Yeah, I'd, I'd, done, um, I'd done the first Scum because we made it twice. We won, made one at the BBC and then it got yeah. banned. Yeah. And then we uh, we made a feature film. So in between, I was uh, I was unemployed, as, or as they call it in the acting world, resting. <laughs> and uh, I've got a job. I've got a job with Alex up, up there, running about. I was running about the West End. It's quite an education, I can tell you. I <laughs> know oh, they, they were the days. I know oh, they were the days. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Yeah. What inspired you to become an actor, Ray? What got you going in that? Why did you want to do it? I've done, done a play at school, Frank. Um, there, was a, there was a girl at school that I quite fancied and she was in the school play. <laughs> and, I knew there'd be I, a bird involved. Yeah, there, there was at the time, yeah. yeah. I'm a bit old for all that now. But, um, but yeah, she was, she, was, she was lovely. And uh, so I went in the school play. It was Emmy Orr and the Detectives, I'll never forget it. And um, I played the, the paper boy because I was a Cockney kid and I was living in... Uh, we moved out of Plasto and I was, we was living over in um, Enfield, Edmonton way, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. I, was, I was quite east, still east, very east, east London. I've obviously grown out of that, but I was very east London at the time. And uh, so they give me the part, not, not one of the leads, I played the paper boy. And, uh, and, I, and I went out on stage with the paper, selling papers to the audience and all that kind of stuff. I kind of liked it. I, I kind of liked the thing they showing off, I guess. <laughs> and my mum and dad, I, I guess they thought it was a way of keeping me out of trouble. And I, you know, and they said, do you want to go to college and all that kind of stuff? And, and they paid for me to go to a drama school for a year, which I did. And I was around about 17 at the time. And um, I actually got expelled after a year. And um, on the day I got expelled, I went along to the BBC. Uh, with all the other kids who were up for a parts in in a play for the day, and uh, and they asked me to go in and uh, have a little read and talk to the director, who was Alan Clark, and it was scum, and I got the part. Wow! So it just shows you how lucky you need to be at times. You know, you need to be in the right yeah. place at the right time. You know. And that drama school was it? Was it? It's quite appropriate. It was called the Corona theatre show, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? I've just realised that, yeah. Yeah, it was Corona. <laughs> I've been a virus yeah. to the world when, ever since. <laughs> listen, when, I, when we were kids, Corona was a bottle of lemonade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. Talk to me about that year, 1979, because as, as Frank mentioned, you've done Scum. Quadrophenia, another yeah. massive film was coming out. You got nominated that year for a BAFTA for that summer. I mean, what a year that was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Because, uh, do you know what? It was, it was kind of funny because so many people train. It's like the boxing world, I guess. You know, you've really got to be on top of your game and, you, you know, train. If you're going to be a champion, you're going to, you're going to succeed in the business you, you take on. You really need to work hard at it. And I never. I never worked <laughs> hard at it. I never believed I was going to. I never believed I was ever going to be an actor, you know, for God's sake, no. I mean, people at the time were speaking like lovies and chappies. It, it just so happened I came along at a time when kids like me or kids from Manchester and Coventry and that, they were making films. The, the Ken Loaches and the Alan Clarks and Les Blairs were making films about us. 
but using people like us to be in their films, you know, and and so I just again struck it very lucky. It the start of my career was just luck, and then it took me a couple of years to kind of realise that if I was going to do something that I enjoyed doing, and I did did enjoy doing it, I, I need to work at it, you know, and I need to be serious about it. So. I kind of came at it from a different angle in a way. Uh, someone who never worked hard at it to someone who, who actually, you know, the penny dropped and I woke up and I thought, if, I, if I'm going to have a go at this, I've got to do it properly, you know. The film that you've made, and you've been in some, some unbelievable sort of movies or films over the last year, God knows how many years, right? What's your favourite role yeah. and what was your favourite film? Yeah, it's quite a tough one because there was a time where... I made a few in a row and I kind of loved them all, you know. Um, I, I guess going back to Sexy Beast and... Wow. You know, was was a great film. Scum was was a great film for me, you know, but I didn't really know what I was doing when I'd done the film. But Sexy Beast, I, I did. I, I knew what I was doing. It was... And it was working out a script, working at, working opposite a great actors, you know, like Ben King, yeah. Amanda Redmond, and that, you know. And, and you you up your game, you know. It's like I guess in a way boxing, you you box a world champion, you got up your game to win the fight, you know. So it was kind of for me, I guess, sexy beast and uh, and nil by mouth, you know, nil by mouth was, you know, uh, people look at it and say, um, oh, but yeah, but that's, that's you, isn't it? Well, I hope not. <laughs> you know, you've got a, a great actor and a great director, you know, which is Gary Oldman, who, who for yeah. me was, is probably my favourite director of all times that I've worked with, you know. Um, really? Who just got the best out of me. Yeah, yeah, really got the best out of me, you know, because I trusted him as an actor, so, and I, and I, know, and I know what he wanted from me, you know, the way he explained it and the way he let me go, he let me express myself you know so yeah. uh for me um i, I guess nil by mouth but sexy beast is a different type of film um about love really that that was you know but it was a very harrowing film wasn't it I mean, you know it was a, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's, a not, it's not it's not a saturday night for the family is it <laughs> you know? no, no. <laughs> but, but no but tremendous acting but tremendous acting you know tremendous. yeah from from all the from all the cast i think i think that's yeah captain right. was good that that little run of sexy beast love honor and a bear those types of films i mean they're yeah. folklore films now aren't they you know what i mean they've gone down in history as a lot of people's favorite films especially british gangster style films you know what i mean yeah, I, I think that's correct. I mean, I've I've been lucky enough to work in the states, and uh, you know, it's it's just as good working there as what it is here. Crews are the same; they're brilliant, you know. And but the content sometimes is is missing for me anyway. When you work in America, you know, it's a their, their approach to making a film is a lot different from ours, and I mean that not in the way they go to work. It's just stories and dialogue, you know. Is yeah. And at the moment, um, at the moment, it's, it's, it's quite thin on the ground to get really, really good drama, you know, which we always made, you know. Um, I think sometimes we make the mistake in England of trying to make a film for the American market. And I understand that where the business side of things comes from, but I think it actually uh, backfires on itself when it comes to quality, you know. I do feel we have... Um, great actors about at the moment. I think some of the younger actors that are around at the moment are fantastic. There's loads of them, 
lots of them. Maybe that's a problem, you know, because someone can't get a, a bit of a foothold in, you know. Do you know when you made uh, Love Honor a Bay? I mean, that was I mean, that was, a, that was a sort of like a dream cast list of, of all the British great British actors at, yeah. at the time. <laughs> Loved and, it, yeah. and uh, Ray Burdis, who's uh, obviously a yeah. very good friend of both of us, he, Ray, Ray um, yeah. was involved in it and directed it. Tell me, was that strictly down to a script, or was there a lot of ad libbing in it, or did you did you just have your own character and, and sort of embellish it? Well, we we made it up. Um, <laughs> we made it up as we went along. It they called it improvisation, you know. Um, I yeah. guess it was a subject we all kind of knew something about. We all think we're all frustrated <laughs> singers, and we, we we grew up around enough gangsters to know what they're all about. So, <laughs> so uh, and you know the dialogue we've heard all our life. You know we've we've grown up around that. You know and about talking about all that kind of gear that goes on. So we improvised it and we we talked it through, and then we cut it down, and then and then by the time we were ready to go to work and film, there was some structure to it. You know, but. You kind of said yeah. what you fancied saying at the time, you know, and you reacted to <laughs> things as it happened, you know. So, and it was it's a way that Ray Ray Burgess has worked on quite a few projects that way, you know. And uh, it's kind of the school we come from, me and him, you know. Um, we we yeah. come from an improvisation background, you know, with uh, Ray going to Anna Shares and, and and me always kind of understanding what improvisation is. Improvisation is about listening as much as it is about talking, you know. So, yeah, so, yeah it was it was fun and all. We had good fun making that film, you know. Yeah. And we all yeah, got you could see that. We all become pop stars. The funniest song in that was when he, I can't remember who it was, he sung the theme from Fireball XL5. I was on a plane watching it. Oh, yeah. I was flying with tears. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Was it, was it, uh, I think it was, um, I think it was Mr. Pertwee, wasn't it? Sure, yeah, it we'll was. Sure, Pertwee, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just totally ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it was just so funny. <laughs> I loved that scene. That was a good scene. Do you know what I loved? I loved little Perry Benson in it with a phone. You know, with a bit stabbed. Yeah. Stabbed yeah. me. Stabbed yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go with a car, but yeah, he's, he's blinding in it. <laughs> and tell me, yeah. Ray, what was it like when you was, I mean, this, another standout film is when you was working with Jack Nicholson in The Departed, which is for me one of my, I think, yeah, one film. of the best films in the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah, it's a good film, Departed. It was, it was an absolute joy working with Scorsese, you know. It was kind of, it's kind of like boxing at Madison Square Gardens or playing football at Wembley for yeah. England, you know, it's... I was going to say winning the FA Cup with West Ham, but that ain't happened for a few years, so I'll swallow that one. But it was, it was kind of, for me, was, you know, meeting Martin Scorsese and then getting a role and, and going to play it um, was, you know, it was, it was a big thing. It was a big thing. And it, it, what it does for your confidence as well, you know, is, is kind of amazing, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I bet it's brilliant. And what about, and I don't mean it's in the wrong way, but quite surprised when you played Henry VIII. Yeah, no, uh, no one was more surprised than me, to be quite honest with you. But um, it, it was funny. I, I, I said to him, you know, how do you want me to do this? I mean, what do you feel about it? You know, because the language, I know I'm, I'm a bit of a historian, you know, and the language at yeah. the time was kind of Latin. They only spoke in Latin, you know. 
And I have enough yeah. trouble speaking English, let alone Latin, you know. <laughs> and so they said, no, we don't want to do it Latin. I said, I said well, I'll just play the man. You, what you are is a man. He's an Englishman. They didn't all speak terribly, terribly like that. You know, I guess his, his accent, if it was going to be anything, would probably have been more of a Yorkshire accent, you know, if he was going to be English. But for me, you know, I, I, I played him more just as a man and just trying to clip yeah. it a little bit. And, and, you know, I even said to them, you know, he should have birds all over the place. And they said, why? He said, I said, because he's the king of England. He'd do what he likes, you know. <laughs> and, and basically, they're the biggest gangsters in the world. Let's face it. He can do anything he wants to do. So it was more cockneys and all that who didn't like it. But actually, uh, scholars from Cambridge said, I've got it bang on. So... I, I actually, I'm, I'm going to ignore my own for a moment and, and believe all the, all the scholars from Cambridge that do me all day long. Ray, do you yeah. like the big blockbusters that you've been in? Like the big chains, like for example, the Indiana Jones films, and I know that you're working on a Marvel thing at the moment, the Black Widow film. Do you like the bigger ones? Do you prefer the more gritty, down to earth? No, I prefer the gritty ones, to be honest with you. They're, they're, they're right to go. I mean, we had fun making Indiana Jones. I was with... Uh, an old mate of my John uh, on that who I, who I actually loved and we lost him a little while ago which was a gutter but um, working with him Harrison Ford what a gentleman I mean he's a cowboy he comes from Montana mm. you know and he's so unassuming and, and such a nice man that you know it was just a real pleasure to work with so you know and, and then you got Spielberg you know and, and so you're having a ball you're, you're, you're enjoying yourself and I'm a little kid out of class, though. I didn't expect to be running about in Hawaii with, with all these people, you know. And uh, it just had fun. I, I kind of lost the plot on the film a bit, though. You know, I, 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 I kind of forgot I was in a film and, and thought I was just there to have a laugh, you know. So, so I, I, learned you I learned something while I was doing it. You know, you never stop learning, they say. But it was great fun, you know. You touched on it earlier, um, Ray, about West Ham, you've been a lifelong fan. Do you get yeah. so many of the matches? Um, as many as I can, Frank. Um, being away quite a bit now and um, uh, getting older in my life. I mean, someone asked me the other day, you know, where's the furthest you've ever travelled to watch West Ham? And it wasn't a away game, it was in Palermo. But um, I've never been one for actually like being in LA and then, oh, West Ham are playing Saturday, this fly home. I don't. I, I yeah. can't see the point of that. It's on the telly, you know. But uh, so I'm not one of the greatest, greatest fans in the world for that. You know, there's, there's much bigger fans than me. But but the the great thing about West Ham for me is it's when you are in the outback of Australia in a place called Winton, like I was, and they deliver the papers. You know, they fly the papers in from Brisbane and places like that, and you open the sports page and it just says West Ham. It kind of reminds you, forget the football, it just reminds you where you're from. Yeah. You know, a little bit. It brings you a bit down to reality. And usually it says West Ham won, you know, um, someone like Burnley free. And it, <laughs> and it gives you the ump for the rest of the day. You know, you go out and kick a kangaroo. <laughs> you working on any projects at the moment? You got anything good coming up? Once this no, all, I've, been all doing, I've been doing it, Bob. I've been doing a bit of writing. I, I didn't realise, I, I had an idea about three years ago and I took it to a few writers and, that I respect and I like. And I was sitting down with one of them and he said, you know what, he said, I can't write this. He said, but you can. 
I said, I, I'm not a writer, Tom. And he said, uh, no, but the way you just spoke about it and the way you've explained it to me, you should write it. Now, whether that was him trying to get out of writing it, or not, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I've actually sat down and I've, I've been working on it for the last year, cleaning it up and moving it around and, and all that. And it's, in my eyes, and I've read a lot of scripts, it's very, very good. And... And it's it's not what you think it is. It's it's not against it's not against the project or anything like that. It's just something yeah. about about where we're from. It's 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 kind of based around amateur boxing, you know. Oh really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I might have you in as a guest guest actor or something <laughs> for me, Frank. You'll have to speak to my agent. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I thought <laughs> you <laughs> I'm sure I'm cheap. Don't worry, mate. That free quid will do me. I'll, I'll bring us back a nice bottle of that wine. I'll be right. I've got a question for both of you, actually, because Frank, your boys have followed your career path. Ray, your daughters have followed your career path. Was, was that yeah. easy conversations to have? I'll come. I'll come to you first, Ray. Was that easy conversations to have with the girls when they were thinking, "Dad, I want to be an actor," or or was it just well, let them come? Yeah. Do you know what? And it'd be interesting to hear what Frank's got to say about this as well. I, I guess my my girls, you know, when I was working away, I'd take them with me, you know. And the family, when they were younger, they were always with me, and uh, so they kind of grew up on film sets or TV sets and around theatres and that. And I didn't want them to go into that profession. I'd much rather them done something much more um, productive, you know, in a way. But when they wanted to do it. And I tried to talk them out of it, I guess, at first. But then it's a natural progression, I guess. It's what they know. It's the world they know. And and so you support that. And yeah. you go with it. And, you know, and hopefully they're, they're much better than you'll ever be. And, you know, my, my girls are good. It's just tough out there at the moment. And it's there's a lot of good talent out there. Uh, much more than when I started. Uh, so... It's tough for them, but they persevere. They, they're still at it and they're learning, you know. So all power to them. I was the same as you, Ray. I mean, I didn't want my, my boys in the business at all. I wanted them to do something different. Um, and I wasn't yeah. aware because, you know, when we're younger as well, we're, we're all, you know, like you're, you're on the road a lot making films and doing what you're doing. And I'm doing the same with shows, You, especially weekends when they're home from school. You didn't get back till sort of Sundays when you got back from the shows yeah. and whatever. But I wasn't so aware of the influence that boxing was having on them, stupidly. Yeah. And they were sort of really into it, and uh, they all wanted to be in it, and I didn't want them in it, and I tried to talk them out of it. But obviously now, like you, you, know, like you just said about your daughters, I, you encourage them, and I have encouraged them. Yeah. And they're, 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 quite good. they're all quite good in their different ways and respective ways, what they do. But they love it. Yeah, They right. love it, and I think if you yeah. like what you're doing, that's... that's if you're happy and like what you're doing, then uh, then you, that's very important. You come to that crossroads where you go, well, they're going to do it anyway, so you might as well back them and be with them, you know, and be proud exactly. of them. Exactly. You know? mm. yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. Who would you say is your favourite actor or actress? Who do you really oh. admire? God, that's, that's, that's quite a tough one, really. Um, I love James Cagney, you know, and John Wayne and... I think they were terribly underrated as actors, you know, but then I can go to the other end and look at Richard Burton and Albert Finney, you know. Finney, yeah. was, Finney was fantastic, and so was Burton, you know. Um, coming forward, you know, uh, obviously I, I love his actors, Tim Roth, and I like 
Gary Oldman, you know, and these kids today like Tom Hardy, you know, who are terrific. Yeah. To pull one out of the bag is, is very difficult because, you know, it's, I don't know, it's like looking at Beck Davis, you know, and putting her up against, I don't know, actresses of today, like Susan, or yesterday, Susan Sheridan. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. just, it's very difficult in a way, you know. I, I've worked with some great ones as well. Uh, you know, there's the ones for me that I can talk about that I've worked with, like some of the old boys like Tom Courtney and Michael Caine oh. and Bob Hoskins. You know, uh, it's, yeah. you know, they're all people that oh, have... kind of opened doors for me in a way, you know. Just as before the film came out, that was it. The Hatton Garden job he was in, um, Tom yeah. Courtney, and I yeah. and I had lunch with him. I had lunch with him. It's one of the best lunches I had. He was absolutely hilarious. He's lovely, isn't he? He's a lovely he was, man. He all oh no, what a gentleman! And he was practicing his Cockney accent, which I'll, I'll tell you what, I, it was just brilliant. I loved it. It was just so fun. <laughs> it was so funny. A nice man, a lovely man. Lovely mate. I drive him mad every now and then. I send him a dirty text every now and then just to wind him up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right, have you, have you ever been daunted by a role? Like, for example, when they when they asked you to play yeah. both the Crave boys, was there anything in your head there that you thought to yourself, maybe not because of where you've been around that environment when you were a kid? Not so much that, no. The film that kind of haunted me was, uh, and not when I was up for the role, it, that I wanted to do it badly, but when I, once I was doing it, it was, it was tough, it was Warzone. Yeah. And I was playing a paedophile, you know, and for obvious reasons, you know, it's, I've got three daughters and um, one of the, the, the girl that was playing my daughter and it was ex, you know, became a friend of my kids, you know, um, uh, and that was that was quite harrowing, you know. And and then I guess when I was when I was making Neil by Mouth, um, in, in a way, you know, you not at the time of making the film, but you turn around and you you, you question yourself. You, you kind of question the fact that making the war zone about a paedophile and being abusive to this this young girl, mm. uh, you you question yourself. But then I didn't question myself about bashing up Kathy Burke in Neil by Mouth, you know. And <laughs> it's, it's a form of abuse and it's, you kind of have to step back and take a look at yourself in a way, you know. You, it, it, it's kind of like therapy, you know, yeah. when you make those kind of films. And, and, and I kind of think when you come out the other end of them, you know, it, it hopefully makes you a better person, you know, and you have a look, good look at yourself and, and what you're thinking inside your head, you know. How do you get yourself into a role like that? Do you research it or do you just, just go ahead and do it? Well, I, I think films like Nil by, Nil by Mouth, um, you kind of, oh, you, your whole life is kind of researching that kind of thing. Although I don't come from a background that's like that. Um, when I say that, it's the, um, the underbelly of society in a way we, we was making a film of, I guess, you know? Um, yeah. <clears throat> I was quite a lucky kid, you know, my, my dad worked in the meat market and my uncles worked in the fruit market and the fish markets and the docks. We never went without, Frank, and you understand what I mean by yeah. that, because... Yeah, yeah, I understand. It was, you know... You, I you worked in the right. meat market you, you, too. <laughs> well, you, you understand the code, because you, you never went without when you was a kid, and if you did, your mum and dad never 
you know it, you know, because you just didn't yeah. understand yeah. all that. But and how do you research a film like Warzone? Do you meet a paedophile? I don't want to meet a paedophile because he's not going to tell me the truth anyway. And what, what am I going to do with him? You know, he, I, yeah. yeah. So basically, it was, a, it was a very, very good script. And what I did with Warzone was, for the first time, I actually played me. Just me. As I am. Uh, and I mean that in a way of a, a dad who tells stories. I, I, I talked to the kids and I, I felt that these people are such good liars that you actually as an audience, had to like this man. And then when you find yeah. out what he actually is, yeah. do you still like him? And that's, that was, I think that was the cleverness of the film, in a way. And so I made my mind up very early, that's the way I was going to go about that, you know? So, and it would just have to literally be me as a person, you know? And then he does this one act, and then the penny drops, and you, you, you realise what this man is, you know? But as I said, yeah. it... it Maybe because I played it so close to me is because that's what hurts so much in a way, you know. And do you walk away from a role, Ray, or do you take anything with you? I mean, when when it's um, over, do you switch, do you stay in character or do you just switch off as you leave the set? No, 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 no. It's like playing someone in it, like Neil by mouth. You can't take that home at night. You and you know, for me, um, some actors are very different. They go about their business in different ways. It doesn't always suit, you know. Um, um, for me, is I like to go, if I'm playing someone who's very angry, I like to be happy before I do it, then I'm going to find that end of the scale, you know? If you walk about all day morose and with the ump and not talk to anyone, well, you're going to have a terrible life, <laughs> So, So, uh, no, I, I, I think if I, if I would have taken that home at night, the, the uh, character Neil by mouth, I don't think I'd be married now, you know? <laughs> Do you ever sort of, when you've finished any of your films, come away from that and felt, you know, I really, really done it there. I nailed it. You know, I've got it. I'm really pleased with my performance. Yeah, a couple of times. It's, it's funny. Um, it's funny when I was doing Sexy Beast, I, I loved it. You didn't have to do too much with Sexy Beast. Um, the writing was so good that you spoke it and you felt it. It was, yeah. it was almost like, it was, so, it was so perfect and so beautiful. You didn't change the word. And if you did change the word, it didn't work. So you had to be spot on with it. And, um, and I was, I was cracking right on, and I wasn't, you know, it's panoramic, what they call panoramic uh, cinema. So it was real close-ups yeah. and everything. Right? And after, um, after a couple of weeks, the producers come up to me and said, um, uh, listen, we don't know what you're doing. Um, we, we don't feel you're doing what you should be doing with the film. I went, really? I went, oh, okay. Um, I don't know what to say. You know, I, I, I thought I was hitting it right on the button. And... Um, because you've got Ben Kingsley up here, yeah? and Ben, he's, he had a, a rhythm about him. But I didn't want to get into that rhythm, so I let him go in his rhythm, because it's all kind of in your head. It's kind of, a, yeah. the film's kind of about the fear of someone coming. It's a nightmare. And so, and then I'd go in my own beat to make it natural, normal, you know? And we had a great understanding, me and Ben, you know, when we was, when we was working. and. Uh, I said to the producer, I said, what are you watching it on, the Russians and that? He said, on an avid machine. Well, that's an old editing machine. I went, yeah, well, we're making an anamorphic film. It's panoramic. You want to watch it on the screen? Oh. Well, then the penny, then they went and watched it on a, a screen and, oh, yeah, it's all right. But <laughs> it, it makes you question yourself for a minute, you know. You think, well, what are you doing, you people? You know, what are you actually about? <laughs> 
And so, and, and I, I knew I was doing, I was doing what I had to do to make this film work for me and for the film, you know. But nil by mouth, I knew, I, I knew I was bang on, bang on form for that. And I, I knew I couldn't do any more than what I'd done in that film. So, you know, that, that was fine. But usually, you come away, and you, you're never really pleased. But I, I guess in two films for me, and Warzone, I guess was, yeah, I know I'd done what. I, as much as I could possibly do as an actor at that moment and time in my life, you know? Sensational. Well, fabulous, fabulous acting in that. Great, great, you know, as you say, very difficult films. Thank you, films, but, you know, very good films and, and, you know, enjoyable in a different way, if you know what I mean. You know, it was... Uh, yeah. Great yeah. performances. Great. Thank you. So, what, so what's happening tonight? What's you, You've got a night in and you'll be doing it up with Grappa and uh, some masala? Oh, or, no, or... I, I, I can't drink Grappa. It makes me sick, Grappa. I, I, I can't have it. Um, I've got some nice wine and I've got some, uh, I've got some beer mm. and, I'll, and I'll, I've got some Jamesons and some Grey Goose. But, um, <laughs> That's just tonight. Last night I watched Tora Tora Tora. What, what you got for tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a picture later. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched the Battle of Britain the night before that. Before we let you crack on, we started with boxing. Let's finish with boxing. Who do you like watching yeah. tomorrow? Who do you like? Who do you like to go and watch? Well, I've, I've got to tell you. Um, Late, lately, I haven't seen a lot of fights this year, but I watched um, Tyson Fury, and um, the way he boxed was fantastic. Mm. And he's, he, you know, very clever, clever fighter. But I've got to tell you, what impressed me was um, was that kid, Anthony Joshua, right? And I tell you what impressed me about him, he was getting to the stage where he looked like. He wasn't hungry anymore, and he wasn't thinking, and he wasn't boxing anymore. And he was leaning with his chin, he looked stiff. And I thought, this kid's gone, he's, he's over, he's up, he's going to get knocked spark out. Now, when he, when he comes up against someone, I'll be useful. And he, when he went to box to retain his title, it all came back, and he boxed a beautiful fight. He boxed an intelligent, and it impressed me. A hell of a lot, I've got to tell you. Before then, I'd have said, although I do think Tyson Fury is, is still in front, but I've got to say, Anthony, he learned and he looked so much a better fighter. And people keep saying, yeah, but the guy wasn't a great fighter he was up against. The guy was the world champion. Yeah. The guy ain't no mug if he becomes a world champion. And he's a game man and all the kidding fault. So... And if it had ended me on the chin, if it had fought, ended me in the fault the way he did before, he'd have got knocked out again. So uh, he, he just impressed me so much. And, and I've got to say, Fury did as well. So we've got two magnificent world heavyweight champions. So I, I think our boxing's in a, in, a, in a good place at the moment. And it has been for a few years, to be honest. There you go, Frank. Um, and, Ray, Ray wants and, the big one. And we want the big one. We all want it, don't we? I mean, that's the one that everybody wants to see. They've all got an opinion on it. And uh, I know, it's funny, I was talking to Tyson this morning. He definitely, definitely wants it. I mean, he's he's chomping at the I bit bet. and he's like everybody at the I moment bet. in lockdown yeah. and can't do anything, you know. But, uh, that, that, I mean, the way he boxed, the way he he boxed last, last time out, I mean, I thought he won the fight before anyway, Frank, you know. But, yeah, he but got then robbed. to go back, to go, yeah, absolutely, Rob, Stone Rob. And to go back and box the way he did and just and absolutely destroyed the guy. 
you know, they're coming out with all these excuses and that, but he absolutely destroyed the guy, I think. He's done him mentally, physically, outboxed him, outpunched him, outgamed him, just yeah. absolutely destroyed him. So we keep our fingers crossed, we can get that on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sweet, yeah, sweet. Red, do you, um, do you still have the Speedos from Sexy Beast? Uh, I, I actually put them in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> they must have escaped. I think they escaped one night. I was looking for them. <laughs> I'll, bet you've got, I'll bet you've got them on round by the pool now. That's Don't it. Us all that. <laughs> oh, no, it's pouring down with rain here, Frank. Uh, you should be in England. It's so yeah. sunny. Yeah. I've heard. I'd love to be. My family's all there. I'd love to be. Oh, no. Oh, no. So they're all stuck there and I'm stuck here, so what can you do? I know, mate. Please, God, you get home soon. Yeah, we're like, well, they get out here, one or the other. We'll we're, we're sort something yeah. out. Yeah. If it's yeah. been trouble, yeah. friends, if I went home, if I managed to get home, which I guess I could if I really put my mind to it, that I'd have to go into quarantine for two or three weeks. I wouldn't be able to see them anyway. Yeah. So, of course, yeah. So yeah. the thing, the thing yeah. about that is I might as well wait it out, you know, and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah. Listen, Ray, superstar, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, mate. It's been an absolute blast. Well, listen, thank you. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, listen, everyone stay fit and well. Everyone there, and this, uh, this virus all goes away soon, and everyone will be cracking on with our lives. But Frank, been great pleasure talking to you. And you, mate. You're a national treasure. We really appreciate all you've done for Britain and in the film industry. It's been brilliant. Uh, God bless you. Take care. Dear right. Ray, be safe. All the best. Have a good evening. I'll, I'll raise a glass to you tonight. <laughs> good man. We'll do the yeah. same to you. What a top bloke he is. I'm sure you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed just sitting and listening to him and Frank Wax Lyrical. And there'll be more episodes coming up in the forthcoming weeks. If you want to hear them, all you've got to do is subscribe to the podcast. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Do the same on Acast if you need an Android feed. Please write us a five-star review. As I said at the start of this, it does help us with our visibility in the iTunes charts. And we will catch you next time. <laughs>